Chapter 13 of The Homesteader. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Homesteader by Oscar Michaud. Epoch the Fourth, where the weak must be strong. The trial was called for early June, and Baptiste reached the city a week or ten days before the time set. He had become very friendly with the Negro lawyer who was conducting his case. He also secured a Gregory lawyer, the one who had conducted the contest case. When he arrived in the city, the lawyer advised that, inasmuch as they had a spare bedroom at his home, that it would be imperative for them to be close to discuss various phases of the prosecution. He could have the room if he liked, so he accepted it. It so happened that the lawyer's home was located in the same block on Vernon Avenue as the McCarthy's, and on the same side of the street. Moreover, it had been built at the same time as had that of the mccarthy's and was very much like it in appearance the one in which they were living one afternoon a few days before the trial while lingering at the bar of the keystone hotel baptiste was approached by glavis who invited him to a table nearby where they were very much alone he ordered the drinks and when they were served he began now baptiste it seems we ought to be able to get together on this case without going into court. Yes, replied Baptiste, regarding the other non-committally. Yes, I think we could and should. I think you and Orlean ought to be able to console your differences without such an extreme. You think so? Why, I do. Orlean has always a... Uh, rather loved you baptiste and i think you two could make up but this is not between norlean and me glavis you seem to misunderstand it is between n justine mccarthy and me of course but it is over arlene you have sued father for this sum a sum you know he cannot pay in the event you should secure judgment so there would be nothing left for you but to remand him to jail, which seems to be your desire. Possibly so. The other was still non-committal. Then why not you and I get together on this proposition before the trial is called? I don't see as I can oblige you, Glavis. There comes a time when compromise is impossible. Only vindication can suffice. And it's vindication that I want now, and, regret to advise, am determined to have. That seems rather severe, Baptiste. Why so? Well, you see, I understand that the old man kinda, er, gave you the worst of it, but you ought to forget some things look at it from a broad viewpoint 
see how expensive it is going to be and all that i considered all that before i went into it gladys replied baptiste calmly well now baptiste i want to stop this thing before it goes to court if you had of kind of flattered the old man a little in the beginning as i did all would have been well why should i have done so when i didn't feel to oh baptiste you are so severe when a man has suffered as i have it is time to be severe my friend for your own benefit i will say that i do not trust your father-in-law i do not love him and never have if it wasn't because i wish to observe and subserve to the law of the land i would have killed him long ago even when i think of it now my bitterness is so great at times that i must repel the inclination to strike him down for the coward he is so if that's all we will call the meeting to an end so saying he arose strode toward the bar and ordered drinks for both he drank his with a gulp when served and turned and left the saloon glavis proceeded to his lawyer and advised him of his inability to dissuade the plaintiff couldn't dissuade him eh couldn't do a thing that's too bad it might be to your advantage if you could settle this case out of court when will your father-in-law be in i'm looking for him here in a day or so now mm, the attorney was thoughtful this is rather an unusual case he resumed and i have been studying the complaint of the plaintiff the old man it seems to me committed some very grave blunders you think so quite obvious and while it will be difficult for the plaintiff to secure a judgment in such a case it is however apparent that the sympathy of the court will be against your father-in-law in the proceedings glavis was uncomfortable now i take notice here that the plaintiff states that his wife drew a check for two hundred dollars unknown to her husband and that the reverend had it cashed that may be regular but it will not help her father's case again he complains that her father influenced the girl to sell a quarter section of land for less than one-tenth of what it cost the plaintiff of course these are technicalities that while they cannot justify a judgment will win the sympathy of the jury what the plaintiff must show however is that his father-in-law actually was the direct cause of and did alienate the affections of his wife such a case is not without parallel but it is uncommon a father alienating the affections of his daughter now where is your sister-in-law at home wish you'd bring her down this is a complicated case and we've got to conduct it with directness she can be of great assistance in extricating her father from this predicament all right sir when shall i bring her oh any time that is convenient 
tomorrow morning at nine will perhaps be the best and now say have you any idea who the plaintiff is going to use as witnesses why i think he plans to bring his grandmother from what i can hear for one his grandmother what does she know about it well she was in the house when my father-in-law went on the visit and the girl came away with him i see i'd like to know just what passed and what she heard and will testify to i wonder whether she will testify that she overheard your father-in-law abusing this baptiste to his wife i really don't know who else i heard something about him going to bring a doctor down and also a lawyer the doctor eh he shook his head with a little dubosity this physician attended the girl while she was confined i think so mm, i see here where we have recorded that your father-in-law claims that the girl was neglected didn't have proper medical attention what about this have you any knowledge as to how many visits this doctor made to the bedside of this girl when she was sick any knowledge of what kind of bill was rendered by him i hear that his bill amounted to something like two hundred dollars two hundred great scott and for a dead baby gee we'll have to keep away from neglect as an excuse that's a fact no jury will believe such a statement if that fellow shows where he's paid such a bill as that Glavis shifted uneasily he was seeing another side of the controversy before he had only seen one side of it and that side was as the reverend had had him see it you send or bring the girl down here tomorrow it will be up to her to keep her father out of jail that's all it will be up to her to convince the court that she never loved this man that all he did for her was by persuasion and that her father only followed her instructions in short it's almost directly up to her for the plaintiff has certainly got the goods on her dad if he can prove that she ever loved him glavis was much disturbed when he went home for the first time he was able to appreciate the full circumstances it would be up to arlene to save her father and that he could see he would take her to the lawyer and have her carefully drilled the success for them depended on her on her falsifying to the court for it could not be otherwise for her to testify that she did not love and had never loved jean baptiste he knew would be a deliberate falsehood it worried him but he had to go through with it he accompanied her to the lawyer's office as agreed and there she was made to understand the gravity of the situation that everything depended on her statements and her statements only her father arrived the following day and at the attorney's office in company with orlene and glavis he was impressed with the nature of the defense all were finally drilled in their course of action 
that night orlean faced the most serious period in her life she was a weak woman and her weakness had been the cause of it all the trial was approaching and the result was up to her her father's freedom his continuance in the pulpit his vindication of the action he had taken depended upon her and her strength and that strength for on that day she would have to be strong dependent upon a lie end of chapter thirteen epoch the fourth where the weak must be strong recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c